oh, I think entrepreneurship and building your business is honestly one of the best probably personal development tools you can ever go through or journeys because you really learn, you know, what you're made of, what beliefs am I holding? What, what, what's my stuff coming up, you know? Um, and, and then you've got to, you've got to work through it because I agree, you know, a business isn't just about, um, how big it is or the amount of money it makes. You know, for me, it's really about what's the impact am I make that I'm making in the world with it? Is it doing good or is it just, you know, yeah, cash, great, but it's got to be more than that. Hmm. And I think some of my biggest, you know, personal development moments have come through being a business owner. Welcome to the Happy Entrepreneur Podcast. This is a podcast for people who look at business differently. It's for founders, freelancers, change makers, and freedom seekers who want to make money, do good, and be happy. We choose the path of the happy entrepreneur not to get rich, but to express ourselves and serve others in the most authentic way we can. Many of us couldn't find our role by working for others, and so we chose to work for ourselves. We took the more uncertain path, not because we wanted to, but because we needed to. We value learning, play, and friendship, and we have a need to make a meaningful impact in the world. By following the path of the happy entrepreneur, we learn as much about ourselves as we do about business. On this podcast, I have conversations with other happy entrepreneurs from different walks of life, industries, and countries. We talk about the journey and about what we learned about ourselves along the way. For us, entrepreneurship isn't just a way to make money, but a journey of self-discovery and growth. If you're on the same path and are looking for inspiration and connection, then this podcast is for you. Georgie Lowe is a sales and marketing coach from Vancouver, and she helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs build their businesses and make them profitable. She works with people who really want to make a difference in the world, but struggle with the marketing and sales. During this podcast, we talk about what it takes to be authentic when selling, as well as what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Most people think that to sell, well, you need to be an extrovert. And if you're an introvert, you're going to suck at it. But Georgie believes that it doesn't matter what your natural personality is. What's important is whether you can listen and whether you care. Those are the qualities of great salespeople. Be curious, ask questions, and don't take offense if they don't want to work with you. It's fine. It just means there's someone else out there who will be a better fit for them and also a better fit for you. I also talked to Georgie about her own entrepreneurial journey and what it means to her. According to her, making money is all well and good. But if that's all you're here to do, then you're just taking up space. She became an entrepreneur because it was the only way that she could get what she needed. To always be there for her children, to put a roof over their heads, and to make a difference in the world. She also says that being an entrepreneur is the best personal development program you could ever follow. So I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. When we first talked... I was really intrigued by your story um, and I was really actually taken by a phrase that you used about um, I'm not here just to take up space. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, for whatever reason, that really just kind of resonated. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious to just to kind of explore that phrase a bit more. But to begin with, maybe uh, what will be useful is to just share what you do at the moment. Okay. um, However, you'd like to describe that functionally or um, emotionally. Uh, And then maybe a, a potted history, brief, kind of like sort of um yeah story of how you got to where you are at the moment now sure okay um so what i do now is really um help purpose-driven entrepreneurs so coaches freelancers um any kind of entrepreneur that really wants to make a difference in the world that has a message that they want to share they they do really great things and the world can really use what they have to offer I help those people build their business and make it profitable so that they can actually create the life that they want doing the thing that they love. Um, and then it's, that it's making money and sustaining that. So that's in a nutshell, that's what I do. I'm, I'm the half of a partnership that I'm more sales people relationships. How do I talk to people? How do I nurture that? How do I get out there and connect with people? And then my partner is more, she's the marketing side. So she's the word, she's how we put this together. She's the systems, the structure, all of those kinds of things. So together, uh, we work really, really well. She likes to call it, um, you know, in marketing, are you an innie or are you an outie? So the innies like the internal stuff, the structures, let people come to them. The outies will actually go out and get it. Um, and so she's the innie and I'm the outie. <laughs> uh, I, when I think of innies and outies, I think of belly buttons. Belly buttons. <laughs> yeah. Me too. That's what she wrote. I'm like, like belly buttons i'm like what do belly buttons have to do with business she's like this i'm like okay (laughs) well anything i will never forget that phrase again yeah right (laughs) so together there's a synergy that happens um with the two of us and i think we're both just really driven to uh we want to help people you know we want to help people be successful at whatever they're doing because what they're doing is making a difference in the world brilliant and i think you know that's kind of been the theme, I think, through my whole entire life. Um, you know, my journey, I've been an entrepreneur for 24 years, I guess, mm. now. You know, I was in insurance and finance before that. And then my son was born and I was like, I can't leave him. I need to, I'll do anything to, to stay with him, which and that's what started the entrepreneurial journey of building. We built a landscape company, a bookkeeping company, moving company and then kind of on into this personal development, business development kind of company that I have now. Mm-hmm. And I think that came from literally that phrase you were talking about, right? Like, am I just here taking up space or am I making a difference? Because if I'm just doing something that's just taking up space, what's the point, right? Am I contributing to society? Am I helping people? Am I providing value? Is you know, me being here, basically making a difference, making the world better, or is it, am I just complacent? Mm. You know, and so, and that was like that with my children, right? My most important thing with my kids was I wanted to raise good human beings. Am I raising, you know, adults that are going to contribute? I'm taken by this, um, 
this thought of, okay, I'm not here just to, to breathe the oxygen and take up space. I'm here to actually make some kind of positive impact. Um, there's then this idea of, okay, what I heard is I need to create the rules for myself in order to get what I need, which is essentially, I need to be close to my son, but I also need to make a living in order to support us. How do I design that? How do I make that happen? Is that a fair exactly approach that yes. you took? Absolutely. And it and I think it comes back to that thing too. I love being a mom. A mom is really important to me. And I need something bigger than that too. Mm. Right? So how do how do I do those things? How do I combine them? And with that, I think that's where kind of the entrepreneur entrepreneurial thing fit really, really well. And to me, that's, that's like, a, that's one way I look at it. That's, that's a creative, finding creative solutions to a well-known problem. Um, yes. And on one hand, I think some people will just follow the well-trodden path, get employed, maybe have to do reduced hours or, or they have to get childcare or help or something like that in order to make it work. Uh, or there's, okay, how can I think more creatively about this? <laughs> Which is sometimes is a bit more scary. I don't know yeah. how, whether you found that because it wasn't as well defined of how you could do that. Yeah, I think for me, I looked at kind of what do I want, you know? And I think I do this. This is also a theme in my life. Um, what do I want? I know I want to stay home with my kid. I know I want to make money. I know I want to make a difference. So what are my options? How can I make that happen? okay, I'm just going to focus on that and go, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and see what happens. And so there it becomes, those become the parameters with which you, that guide your decisions. And it exactly. sounds like, and you've done multiple businesses in various different directions. If it has, was that a process of exploration or how did you even f- figure out what were the first business? Was it landscaping you said? Yeah. What, what so, pushed you then that direction? So at that time, um, my son's dad was working as a landscaper. So uh-huh. I was like, all right, you can do the work and I know I can get customers. So I was uh-huh. like, that's what we're doing. And at the time, honestly, I knew nothing. And literally I just thought, well, to build a business, you go door to door. That's what you do, right? Isn't that yeah. how everybody does it? <laughs> so literally, I put my son in the buggy and off we went and door to door, knock, knock, knock. And that's how I started building that company. Wow. So that's how that one started. And that, yeah. for a lot of people, that's a bit scary. Knocking on someone's door, complete stranger, and then trying to essentially, yeah, convince them to part, them, part with their money. Um, yeah a lot of people that who work who i work with and who part of our community um they have strong intentions about their work they're very like you said you know and that's what you're doing at the moment you're working with purpose-driven entrepreneurs they feel very attached or connected to the work they do the the idea of selling is super scary or super icky yes and Um, i want to remove that for people (laughs) 
and that's what I'm, so I'm curious is it feels like there's there's something innate in you that allowed you to within you know that wasn't an issue for you um and i'll be curious to hear about that but there's also the work that you do at the moment is you're trying to you you're trying to help people overcome that anyway so it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on on those things yeah i i think it's for me i just i really see people as people you know Mm -hmm. i I see this is just another human in front of me so i'm just going to have a conversation with them and and that's how i see sales sales is really just a conversation with someone to see if i can improve their life or their business do i have something that will do that and if I don't have that, do I know someone who can do that? And I think this is where it comes back. You know, am I taking up space? If I'm creating environments where people feel like they matter, then I'm probably not taking up space. I'm doing something that makes a difference. So it's these conversations with people. And that's such a, it is an innate thing, I think, in my my personality or whatever, which I think comes from like everything, you know, things that have happened in our childhood and things probably where I felt like I didn't matter where, um, you know, even just when I moved to Canada, it was such a culture shock moving to Canada from Texas and I moved to a very small town. And so there were things that happened, which I was so naive about and didn't really realize that, Oh, people don't like you because of where you're born or where you're from. Like those kinds of things, it had never, I don't know why I didn't make that connection, but I had an experience of it. And so I think stuff like that comes down to, I didn't want anyone else to feel like that. Mm. So what can I do? Mm. And so I think it was that approach is something that runs very much through everything I do. And I think that's where, you know, I just, I see people as human. So knocking on the doors was, this is a person I'm going to talk to. And of course, I had the driving thing of I wanted to stay home with my kid. I Mm -hmm. wanted to build this. So I was willing to do anything. Yeah. Not being able to to do that was way scarier than knocking on a door. Mm. Yeah. And then you meet people, you know. (laughs) It's it's interesting. Yeah. So there's it feels like there's already an overriding um, need. I need to make this work because this is how I'm going to stay with my son. And so that kind yeah. of over overcomes some of the barriers. Um, and, you know, the barriers being, of course, fear of rejection or fear of feeling like you're an imposition or, or something like that. Uh, yeah. But I feel that that was coupled again with, like you said, this, I'm just going to treat this person as on the same level as me how would i exactly. want to be treated so i want to treat them that way and so exactly. that for me feels like the impa- another bit of the empowering bit exactly yeah and so um that sounded like okay you were essentially in partnership with your partner at the time yep when was it that you were starting to run your own businesses and do you remember what that was like yeah so after we did the landscape company, um, I like I had a background in insurance and finance and stuff like that. So I was doing the bookkeeping for the landscape company. <laughs> so then just naturally people were asking me, Oh, do you do bookkeeping? I'm like, sure. So I started a bookkeeping company, which was great. Um, and then whenever I, my kids, dad and I split up. So then I became single mom, <clears throat> you know? Um, and I was like, okay, now I'm really, I'm on my own. 
uh, with mm -hmm. two kids. I've got to take care of them. So I really boosted the bookkeeping company at that point and then started the, um, the business development kind of program or company mm. at that time. And okay. that was all, you know, all me. Yeah. And what did the, where did the business development part of your work come in? What was the spark to do that? That came from, I was hit a point where I was like, you know, landscaping's great, bookkeeping's great. It's really awesome. But is it really making a difference for people? Is it really helping people or is it like, it's nice and I get people need it, but could I make a bigger difference? Like I just had this feeling of, I needed to do something more in the world. I really wanted something that would really help people. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it kind of shifted into personal development, which then led into originally I was just going to do personal development. And then people kept coming to me saying, but how do I start a business? But how do I do that? So I was like, well, okay, I've done that. I'll help you with that too. Um, and the foundation of that needs to be, you got to do your own work. So, okay. <laughs> um, you know, so that we could have, you know, more humans in the world that are kinder creating, you know, helping more people, um, making people feel like they matter. And so that, um, sounds to me, this idea of sort of generating more kind of need to, to create impact was, yes came into the play you know and i think of maslow's hierarchy of needs it's kind of like okay survival getting sorted business is going okay but there's something else that needs to be addressed here and so like understanding these higher level needs uh, they were coming more and more into play for you exactly absolutely yeah um and i'm curious about this this kind of business development personal development track there because I th the way I look at business now and, and the idea of building a business for me is less about the size of the business in terms of money and, and how you grow a business in terms of um, impact, the business, well, the business impact. And I'm thinking it's, it's also, you can look at it as a journey of self discovery or personal growth. And I'm curious to, to know how, how that resonated for you. Was that this journey of building multiple businesses? How, how much do you feel you started to know, learn more about yourself? Oh, I think entrepreneurship and building your business is honestly one of the best, probably personal development tools you can ever go through or journeys because you really learn, you know, what you're made of, what beliefs am I holding? What, what, what's my stuff coming up? you know, um, and, and then you've got to, you've got to work through it because I agree, you know, a business isn't just about, um, how big it is or the amount of money it makes, you know, for me, it's really about what's the impact am I make that I'm making in the world with it. Is it doing good or is it just, you know, yeah, cash. Great. But it's gotta be more than that. Mm. And I think some of my biggest, you know, personal development moments have come through being a business owner. Yeah, well, there is something around the, um, like you said, um, beliefs that might get in the way, as I think I heard you say. Um, are there any, can you, we, are you able to identify any like roadblocks that you found that you hit in the business that then you needed to overcome, not by finding a better marketing strategy or business 
strategy, but actually looking a bit inwards for a bit. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, even though it looks like, like a lot of people will think, oh, well, you're really extroverted. You don't have any problems talking to people and those kinds of things. There's still moments where I get really scared and, you know, and I have all those some things that come up, like, am I good enough? Can I really do this? What are people really going to think? Um, I can tend to get on a soapbox and get a little self-righteous at times, you know? So it's looking at those things and going, is this really serving me? And I think that's where having, having my own coach really helped as well as um, meditation, you know, getting really still going inside, being in nature, taking the time to, um, you know, journal, reflect, really look at the things that are coming up. And I think spend time in the process of that. Often, you know, we want to just sort of skip through things and think, oh, this can just happen really quickly. And I think especially in today's world, we're often led to believe that this stuff can happen fast. And sometimes it can, yes. And sometimes, you know, it's way more of a journey where I'd have to, you know, sit there and, you know, journal and go through it. And I can remember, you know, I think it was in 2013 where I was at a space and I was like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm really am I really walking my talk or am I just talking a really good game? Am I really being the example that I want to be for my kids and for, you know, my clients and things like that? Or, or, or from, am I starting to sort of slip into that space of, nah, you're just, you're just putting up a really good front here, you know, instead of, am I really showing up authentically as I want to be? Hmm. Um, and that's what led me to Nepal basically. Oh, I love, yes, I'm interested in that. Before we step into that, just to give a maybe a may help that land with some the listener uh, and maybe hopefully identify or someone help someone identify with that situation. Are you able to share what was going on for you? What was it that made you think, "Am I really walking the walk, or is it just me?" Yeah, essentially, yeah, just playing, yeah, talking a good for game. Sure. Yeah. So I, there was a, there was a few things going on. So at that time, um, be, just before, like I, I was, I was in a relationship that I knew wasn't the right relationship for me, but it looked really good on the outside. You know, it was really great. It was nice having two incomes at that time. Really awesome. Um, I, I would have different, I think at that time I had, no, I didn't. Um, it just that, that space of not, necessarily sharing like oh I'm feeling kind of scared right now I'm going to be doing some growth in my business and rather than being like yeah it's a little bit scary right now I want to take a different direction right at that time I really wanted to move my business to to a different um, space a different idea something I've been hanging on to for a long time that I wanted to do um, and I was scared but I wouldn't say it right on the outside it was like no everything's great i'm loving it rocking it killing it everything is awesome you know for fear that ah if i tell people that i'm wanting to take this different direction so i've been letting things go over here a bit so i'm probably not as successful as on the you know for real as it looks like on the outside so i was like yeah this is starting to feel kind of gross for me mm. you know i'm not also being true to me and it was an interesting space because kind of up until that point, um, even from like when starting companies, I've been pretty good about, I know what I want, I'll take the risk and I just go for it. Yeah. And for some reason, I didn't feel like that anymore. And so then I felt, 
I've had I've done all this personal development work. I should be able to just shift. I should be able to look at my beliefs and make these changes. Um, and I wasn't, and I've been preaching this stuff, but now in my own life, I'm like, I'm not really doing that right now. I'm actually struggling with this. Maybe what I've been telling people isn't totally true. Maybe mm. it takes a little bit longer. Maybe it doesn't happen overnight. You know, those kinds of things where I'm like, okay, I need to take a step back here because maybe I'm not necessarily walking my talk. Mm. So, so all those kinds of things were happening. And what I hear there is this kind of, I, I think the word energy springs to mind and how much energy it takes, how much more energy it takes to show yourself in one way when in fact inside you're a different way. Totally. And how much energy it takes to look invulnerable exactly and the fear of showing your vulnerability also becoming a drain totally oh so so there i i as i understand it then it was it was basically checking in with yourself and i guess then opening up to fact actually i need to be to be more honest with what's happening exactly and was that a process yeah. of sharing it with people? Or what did you do to you know, I think step into first, that? Yeah, first it was being able to sort of go inside um, myself and really get clear on, okay, who do you want to be? What do you really stand for? Where am I not congruent on the outside and the inside? You know, so doing kind of that inner work first. And then being, as things would come up, then, yeah, just being honest. You know what? I'm not really doing that anymore. What? Mm. You have to keep doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm switching over here now. But how's that going? I'm starting all over again. I'm at the bottom again. Here we go again. Why would you do that? You know? Um, because it's what I, what I need to do. And a lot of that came, I think, from taking that trip also really helped mm. to kind of be still, but yeah, I had to kind of go in and go, okay. And I'm like, Oh, now that I know what it is, I really want who I'm, I felt back in alignment. Yeah. Um, then I have to project that outwards as well. So it's having those. And of course it wasn't as scary as I thought, <laughs> you know, that's where people are like, Oh my gosh, I'm in that space too. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Well, wow, you always seem so put together. We're glad to know that you're human. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm like a mess. <laughs> so it actually creates more connection with people because they're like, that's how I feel too. Yeah. And I was um, just, you know, scared of that. And that's, yeah, I th that, that really resonates for me. The, how trying to make yourself out as, yeah, sort of invulnerable can actually create distance between you and other people rather than yeah. feeling like, yes, they can look up to me and I can be an inspiration to them. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm curious about this trip to Nepal. Yes. How, what part did it play and, and where did even the idea of Nepal come up? I've had a thing for Everest probably since I was five years old. 
So for some reason, it's always just been there. And so I was at that space where I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm walking my talk. I don't know if I'm being a good example for my kids. I'm feeling just not congruent. There's, there's stuff that's just off. So I was watching a um, mountain documentary, which I just like those things. And um, at the end of it, I was Googling the climbers and they had this adventure trip to um, trek to Everest Base Camp. So I thought, you know, I can do that. Why not? <laughs> you know, I don't think I can climb Everest, but sure, I can do that. And um, so, so kind of just like midnight, but I'm like, this sounds like a great idea. Um, now, at the time, I was 41. I was not a hiker. Um, I didn't even own hiking boots or anything like that. So, but it still sounded like a really great idea. So, um, <laughs> I know. So I told my kids about it the next day and I was like, you know, you've always been talking about this. You always tell people to go for their dreams. Anything's possible. Maybe this is it. So I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And you know, I told my kids and they're like, fine, good. We hope you get this Everest thing out of your system, you know, but I had never been away from my kids for that long ever. Mm -hmm. And my daughter would be starting high school. My son was starting his last year's school. I'd never missed the first day of school. Like there was all of these things that, you know, I was like, oh, this is kind of who I am. Like to be a good mom, I've got to be there for the first day of school. So all of these things were coming up as well. Mm -hmm. um, however, I ended up, I went. And literally when I, we got into Kathmandu and then you get on this tiny little plane and you, you fly from Kathmandu to Lukla where you start the trip to trek up to Everest Base Camp. And I can remember sitting on that little plane, you know, look out and I got my first glimpse of the Himalayas and I'm like, you know, Everest is in that range. And I, and I can literally even now I get goosebumps because I'm like, this is a dream come true moment. This is actually what this feels like. Mm. And I want every single person in the world to feel this just once, just mm. once. If I could just do that would be incredible. And so from there, every single day I was like, you know, I'd wake up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're in the Himalayas. This is so amazing. And so every day it was just about really, you know, being present and getting to know the people and connecting with the culture. Like I made gravel, I did all kinds of things there. Um, but just really, really one day at a time, one foot in front of the other. And it was the most incredible experience of just being hmm. and just recognizing, like I, I could, you know, it's that feeling in my soul. Like I felt so connected there. And I was like, that's, that's how I want to feel. And that's how I want everybody to feel. Mm. And I'm, you know, in this country, that's, you know, a poor country. And these people are so kind and so genuine and just so loving. It was just like, this is what I want to create every single day. Mm. And so when I came back, I was in like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> this is really what my mission is. This is what I'm doing. And so I was really back on track and be like, okay, I need to make people feel like they matter. I want to help people build their companies to make more people feel like they matter. Let's do it. And I didn't have really a plan at all. I just knew that was my mission. And it's just evolved from there. That's amazing. Like for some people, I think for many people, 
that's just a crazy idea. The time investment, the money investment, even the risks to safety. People, a lot of people just like, why even, even think about it? But I, it sounds like the, the payoff, the shift in thinking, the word awe springs to mind, this real sense of, it's nearly like a, a spiritual, it feels like a, the way you talk about a spiritual experience, a peak experience, maybe, <laughs> given that you're yeah. in the mountains. <laughs> um, that's, that's what was, that was made it worth it. And that's what, that, that it sounds like something that you now keep with you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And I think, you know, from the time I booked the trip until I left was six months. Like there was only, I had six months to get ready for this thing, you know, and what I, what I didn't expect was like, I would share a few things on social media. Like when I buy some boots or I go to this and what ended up happening was people would be like, well, if you can do that, I wonder what I can do. Mm. And I was like, yeah, imagine, imagine <laughs> what you could do, you know? And then when I came home and it was great because I got, I did quite a few talks about it and what the experience was like and inspiring people to do something they think they can't do or mm. something that they think is impossible. And then seeing them go on that journey, make that transition, have that transformation is one of, I think, one of the most incredible experiences really in the world. Mm. And I think when, when we do that, it's amazing what opens up. As soon as we do something we think we can't do, and then it's like, ooh, now what? Mm. And that was kind of a side effect um, that I wasn't expecting. And I even noticed it in my kids. Like when I got home, it's like, you know, they're there to their friends. Like, yeah, my mom went to Everest. Like suddenly I'm cool. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and then they started dreaming bigger. Mm. Oh, well, I wonder what I can do. Which then I'm like, this is really cool. So the impact of that was a, was amazing. Feels like it, the for the people around you and the people who get to know you, then you open up the world of possibility. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, and I'm willing to um, take the journey with people. You know, like like I've had clients who have. I was doing this kind of endurance thing, and um, a friend of mine was with me, and she was like, "I'm going to do that next year." And I'm like, what if you did it today? <laughs> and so I, I went with her and it took a little longer, but, but she did something she thought she couldn't do, mm. you know, and it was really, really cool because who knows what's possible. And I think that's what I love. Pe why I love about people so much mm. is imagine together what we can do. And when we create that space where we, where people really believe in themselves and really are willing to step into some of these impossible things, magic happens and um i think with with anything new with trying something different and particularly with this you now this trip this trek that you've you know like you said you never owned a set of walking boots there's a potential for failure and a potential for not completing or following through on what you say did that hit you at all did that feeling like oh i might not be able to do this yep. that 
<laughs> and how did you how did you work with that? Yep, that hit me about about a month before um, I left for the trip, and I was doing a training kind of hike um, with a friend of mine, and I was like, and it, it here it's called the Grouse Grind, and it's like this intense, basically just stairs right up a mountain kind of thing, and so I had. Googled it and it's like the average person should be able to do this climb in an hour and a half. So I'm like, okay, this is the training climb. Here we go. Um, and my friend's like, um, he's like, okay, Georgie. I'm like, nope, we're going to do this in an hour and a half to time it. He's like, but Georgie, are you sure you want to time it? I'm like, I'm sure I want to time it. He's like, but what's the goal? I'm like an hour and a half. He's like, I think the goal is to get to the top. I'm like, well, maybe for you, but average people, dude. So off we go, we get to the top and I'm like, what's the time? What's the time? He's like, you know, are you sure you want to know the time? I'm like, yeah, I do. And so he's like an hour and 38 minutes. I'm like, what, what? I'm like, the average person can do this in an hour and a half. I'm going to Nepal to Everest base camp. I can't be average. So I had this huge meltdown of, oh my God, I'm not even average, like average, How, what am I thinking? You know? So I had a total like, holy crap moment. Um, so then I went into those solution. What can I do? I'm like, okay, I need a trainer. That's what <laughs> I need. I've only got a month, but I need a trainer. And I knew a trainer who'd worked with me before, you know, and I call him up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to Everest base camp and I'm not even average on the grind. I need help. <laughs> I'm so scared. And he's like, well, I'm really busy. I'm like, you can't be busy. I need you now. You know? So I went and saw him and he said, you know, Georgie, he goes, if anything I know about you, he goes, when you put your mind to something, you usually are okay. He goes, you will be okay. Just one foot in front of the other. Mm. And so just having someone say to me that, I believe in you. You've got this, you know, take it slow, one foot in front of the other. I was like, okay, I can do that. Hmm. I can do that. Okay. But I yeah, I totally had a panic, you know, and that's where I needed, like literally needed that support from outside of myself. That's great. I love that. And I, I think, you know, bringing it now to what you do, the way I understand or the, the connection I make with some of these stories you're telling is some people are trying to change the way they do things. They're stepping into a different way of being or acting in a different way. In this case, people who are not at all comfortable with selling and without, with promoting themselves or talking about themselves, now then trying to step into that space and own it. What I'd be interested in hearing from you is maybe sharing a, kind of the key challenges you see with people that you work with like that, you know, what's really, what generally stops them. Um, and what work they've had to do in order to overcome that. What's the, what are the barriers that they've, what are the barriers and, and what are the efforts they've, they've done to overcome those barriers? I think the a lot of the barriers I see with people are fear. There's the fear of rejection, the fear of what will people think, the fear of 
you know, I'm not enough. I don't know how to do this. Am I really making a difference? So when that fear gets really, really big, it's scary to step out to people that you don't know. It's so much easier to kind of just, I'll just kind of keep this quiet. Do I really have to share it? What are people going to think? So yeah. fear is the, the biggest one I see for people. Um, within that fear then comes, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to people. I don't know how to open a conversation. Um, you know, I, I'm not polished enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't, I don't have the vocabulary for this. So those kinds of things come up for people. And I think the ways to overcome that are, of course, um, support, having someone believe in you, having support, and really those things can be learned. Like the actual skills behind selling, like what are the actual words that I say? How do I have the conversation? How do I transition from this you know, conversation into actually asking for a sale? All of those things can be learned and they're not scary. Um, they're actually pretty easy. It's just that they take practice. And I think the biggest thing though is getting the support that you need and also really connecting with people that you feel connected to. Cause there's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of people that teach, you know, different methods and ways to do this. And I really, really believe that we know innately when we're asked to do something that doesn't align with who we are and when we're, when we're not, you know, so finding the, the method that works best for you and recognizing, am I resistant to this because I'm scared or am I resistant to this because it just doesn't align, which mm. again, takes a little skill and a little practice. Um, but I, and I think it's the mindset, right? If we can shift our mindset into thinking that I'm just having a conversation with someone, what if someone really needs what I have? What if I could actually change someone's life and make such a big difference in the world with what I have to offer? It's almost selfish of me not to at least offer it. Mm. And I can offer it in a very kind and gentle way. And then at least I've done that and then they can make the choice whether they want to or not. And I'm not attached to whether they do or whether they don't. But if I know like in the core of my soul that I could help someone and I choose not to because I'm scared of what they might think, that doesn't work for me, mm. you know? And so I think sometimes just creating just that little bit of a mindset shift of I'm actually here, I'm helping people, I'm serving people. And with the people who I typically work with, that's what they're here for. They're here to make a difference. They have something that's going to help someone. So it's just remembering that going in and that it's just a human. That's just another human mm -hmm. across from you that, that I'm talking to. They're not really that scary. You know, most people are not going to <laughs> yell at you or, you know, freak out at you. And, you know, if you're doing it on the phone, the great thing about that is there's that little red button. You just kind of slide it off. No problem. <laughs> you know, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> but honestly, it doesn't really happen. <laughs> Um, that's, I think that's, you know, that's great advice and I, I think that's I'm hoping that will help people again try to rethink that what it means to sell um, I think another thing that I hear and I'm aware of is people feel like they need to become someone else when they sell because yeah. it's there is a thing called a salesperson and you need to become that person 
how yeah. have you yeah is that something you've experienced and if so what have you advised people to how have you advised people to think differently absolutely and i think people think that you know to be a salesperson you have to be extroverted if you're an introvert you're going to suck at this mm, and exactly honestly, yeah. really the best salespeople are introverts because they listen more they understand more. They're not talking all the time. People who are really great at sales, they know how to listen. They care about people. Um, so whatever your natural personality is, it's always best to show up like that. Yeah. Because and it's almost like we were talking about earlier. It's way harder and it takes way much, um, a lot more energy to put that mask on of being someone else. Mm. Know, and like I show some people, my clients in that, the emails that I send to people or when I'm doing like direct outreach, say to someone on LinkedIn or Facebook or, or wherever it is that I might happen to meet, I'm like emojis and then people will come <laughs> back and literally I just sent a message to, to a fellow who's like a big CEO person. Um, and I'm like, Hey, I'd love to get together. He's like, Oh, that'd be great. My response is yay. Smiley face, smiley face. Can't wait. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> but that's how I talk. Yeah. That's how I show up, you know? And he responds back. That looks great. Can't wait to meet you. Nice. Because that that's me. Now, someone who is more introverted, probably not going to recommend that. Hmm. So it's, it's just like if you were going to meet your friend or your friend introduced you to someone, hmm. how would you be? Just be that. Yeah. Because it will be, you will be way more successful. You'll feel better. You'll feel more aligned, more authentic. Um, we have this, you know, somewhere along the line, someone said that you have to be a certain way, you know, to sell. You have to say certain things. You, you can't, you know, you hear that thing. You always want to get as many yeses as you can in a sales conversation. <laughs> so you, you know, do you agree with that? Would that work for you? Are we on the same page? Is that okay? Mm. And I just think that's total garbage. Mm. Like I just have a conversation with someone. What would, you know, if it, if you talk like that in your regular life, great. Awesome. Do it. If you don't, don't, you know, I think it, the, the sales conversation is really about just getting to know someone, be curious, ask questions, see what their problem is. And can I actually help them? but totally showing up as, as who you are. So what um, springs up to me there, particularly this interaction you have with this CEO person, that CEO valued you for who you were. And it seems like, you know, they, they got you and that's, that was, that's what helped with the connection. And, um, and I think there's, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel that sometimes there's this perception that we should be able to sell to everyone and everyone should, you know, as soon as whoever we talk to, we should be able to sell to them and they should buy our stuff. And I think what I hear from you, and this is my interpretation, is that there are people out there who will really connect with you and there are people who won't. Exactly. And try not to spend exactly. too much time on the people who won't. Exactly. You know, we're, we're looking for the people who believe what we believe. You know, Simon Sinek says it best, start with why, because we're looking for people who believe what we believe. Mm. And what's super great about that is 
if I'm not for someone, someone else probably is. And that's awesome because mm. we, we all win in that situation. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I, I, if, if, if I don't resonate with someone, like someone might look at that and go, she is crazy. No <laughs> I'm going to get on the ball with her. What the heck is all those A's with that yay and the smiley faces, please. <laughs> you know, and that's totally okay. Yeah. Because the reality is I might not jive with him either. I might be like, Oh my God, so boring. And I can't handle it. Like, you know, I feel like I have to be on my best behavior. Yeah. Um, and it's totally, totally a hundred percent awesome. Nice. Because I know there are people that, that, that resonates with. So great. And, and, I, and I, I think we, the thing is that is to not take it personally. Mm. It's not like if someone said, um, no, I, I don't, I don't think we're really a fit. That's probably true. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person or I'm not good enough or any of those things. Yeah. It just means we're not a fit. It's like, you know, do you want to go to a rock concert or do you mm. want to go to the opera? Yeah. So it does remind me of the times when I've been turned down by dates by saying, it's not you, me, it's you. It's not you, it's me. I know. That's <laughs> a whole other topic right there. <laughs> um, and so maybe so to, to, uh, the final thing I'd, I'd be curious to, to talk to you about, which I feel is like the last step on this journey from you know, finding the people who you resonate with, having a conversation that is really exploring what they need, matching that to what you can offer. The the crunchy bit about this transaction I find with a lot of people in our community and who I've met who are particularly quite values driven is the question of money yeah. and price and yeah. setting value on something. Yeah. And I, I, my experience of uh, people who who are purpose driven is they will really value themselves less than they should or have a real yeah. friction against pushing up prices or really you know being bold with that have you any thoughts or advice or just experiences around that yes <laughs> i think what happens <laughs> yes i do um, <laughs> It comes from when we start a business. And again, there's so much information out there, right? So I'm a purpose-driven company. Let's say I'm a coach. I'm a purpose-driven coach. I've taken some training. And now I have these people that are telling me, you need to go out there and you need to sell, let's just say, a $5,000 package. You're worth $5,000. Go and do it. I've never worked with a single client. So my belief in myself and my ability is not at $5,000. So my advice for people is to just start. Find the number you're comfortable with. So maybe when I'm getting those first clients, maybe I'm charging 200 bucks for a few sessions. Maybe it's 300, maybe it's 500, whatever it is. What starts to happen is you gain more confidence. You start to realize I can really help these people. You do a little more, you do a little more. By the time you get to that $5,000 package, you have enough evidence for yourself of how you're really helping people, the difference you've really made, you've seen the transformations happening, that you then become just as confident selling that $5,000 package as you were selling the $100 package. 
I think, you know, one of the biggest mistakes is we go in too high too quick because we don't believe it. But if we believe it, because we know we can deliver the results with everything in our soul, hmm. it becomes a lot, lot easier. And there are some people that can start at that price because maybe they've been doing this their whole life as, let's say, a job. They've been in, in a job doing this. They, they've seen it enough that they come out with that confidence, but it's fostering that inner belief in yourself hmm. that you can do it and not being afraid to start low and you can up it anytime you want. You might do three clients at a hundred and now you're the next ones are a thousand. That's okay. But it, it makes that transition a whole lot easier if you start where you can say it comfortably. Hmm. So it feels like the message I'm hearing there is really believing in the value and, exactly. and really understand, yeah, seeing the benefits and the outcomes that you create and through that, you know, really understanding or really embodying that belief. Okay. I can really create value here. And so this is, this is worth this much money. Exactly. You know, it's that, it's that whole thing. We're really smart humans. And if we get really still and really quiet, we really listen to ourselves. We, we know what works for us. We just have so much information, I think, coming in and all very well intended. So it's, it's having that capacity to be able to think for yourself. Okay, I'm taking this in. Does this work for me? Does it not? Let me see. Am I scared? Am I resistant for, you know, for things I need to look at and do some internal work? Or is this just really not right for me right now? Hmm. So it's kind of that whole balance of um, the information's great and let me put on my own critical thinking skills here for what really works for me and where I want to go and be okay with that. And I know I'll, I'll build my confidence. I'll build my belief. Let me get some people that believe in me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. So there's this, the story I think we've, we've followed over this conversation. There's this, this initial knowing what you want. It's real time. This is what I want. This is how I want to live. I want to be able to look after my children. I want to be able to be there for them, but I want to also be, be able to create value in the world. I don't want to just take up space. I want to create an impact. And then this idea of like people, every, we're all human beings and we can connect at a very human level. We don't have to connect with everyone. And so the more we know about ourselves, the more we know where we can who we can really connect with. And then this building of belief through practice and through seeing the value that you can create and really living those outcomes and, and, and that building the confidence to then to be more bold and to, be, to then step in and really take up that space the way you want to take it up. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Perfectly said. That's, that's been a, I mean, we started off this conversation when I was feeling a bit tired and I, I told you inevitably after a while, it, it just really energizes me and I've really loved your stories. I love the, the feedback that you've given and, and the, I'm, I'm, 
I feel that it's going to be very valuable to the listener. And so thank you very much, Georgie. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the conversation. Anytime I get a chance to, to share, I love it. So thank you. And so if people yeah. want to find out more about what you do uh, and how you roll, where should they yep. go? So they can go to georgielow.com and that's G-E-O-R-G-E-E-L-O-W.com. And then our um, program together is 10kprogram.com and that's the number 10 letter K program.com. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, all of those channels. So more than likely, if you hit me up, I will definitely accept and you'll get a message from me and I want to know more about you and <laughs> all those kinds of things. So, but yeah, you can find me in all those spots. Brilliant. Well, again, thank you very much, Georgie. That was a really energizing and lovely conversation. Thank you. I appreciate I, I loved it actually. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Happy Entrepreneur podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also, if you'd like to learn more about being a happy entrepreneur and want to connect with more people like you, then go to our website, thehappystartupschool.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. Amongst many other things about business and life, we'll help you answer the following questions. How can I serve others by being myself? And how can I discover who I really am by serving others?